Up From Work podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. This is your host, Dave Swillam. This is where we get to work, making work a passion, living creative full-time. If you are new to this show, this is where we interview artists, musicians, creatives, entrepreneurs, and share some of their stories in hopes that we can support you going after the thing that you want to do. People living alternative lives, people doing things that might be a little bit weird to some to do the things that they want to do. This is what we're about here. So we're actually hanging out on a Monday night, which is extremely not what I do. <laughs> I'm not a Monday night podcaster here, but uh, I've, I've kind of had some weird stuff going on for the holidays to shift things around. And I specifically wanted this episode to come out as soon as possible. And this is where I could fit it in with the content. So for people who usually listen to the podcast, this episode is actually going to come out tomorrow, which once again, I never, ever do. I've been like way less shitty at this for a while and I've been batching things out or or doing things ahead of time. But I wanted this out tomorrow before some of the other interviews that we did last week because I wanted to uh, cover this topic that just really should have been out a while ago. Uh, But I wanted to do some of my own research and kind of understand where I was at and what I thought about it first before I wanted to hit this episode. So let me, uh, before we start off the show here, first of all, first episode of 20. 22 of the show. This is going on to the fourth year that I've been podcasting, the fourth year that some of you people have been listening. So first of all, I want to just do another thank you to everyone who has been listening to this show and taken any moment of their time to pop in on the live streams, any moment of their time to listen to it as a podcast or hang out on the website. I really, I really appreciate you guys. There's no reason for me to do four years of this shit every single week. Uh, staying on and doing this stuff if people aren't listening. So uh, there's no reason for me to do do this if you're not there. So thank you guys for listening to this show and growing with me and communicating with me. I appreciate you. Uh, for anyone that wants to reach out and let me know any topics that you want to know more on or like maybe some people that you want interviewed, uh, feel free to hit me up at Dave Wake Up on Instagram, uh, the Facebook page, wakingupfromwork.com. There's a contact form or wake up from work podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. I'm always open to making this show better and suggestions or things that you want me to kind of dig deeper in that maybe I haven't personally flocked to myself. Feel free to hit me up. Uh, even just to let me know what you are working on yourself. I love knowing what creatives are working on out there. I love knowing what their missions and projects are. So feel free to hit me up and thank you guys. Before we dive into this solo episode right here, I want to share another review that we got because these are really helpful. If you're ever looking for a free way to support this show, just giving me a review is actually very helpful. It kind of seems maybe it's not a big deal or something like that, but it's something that you taking that 30 seconds or a minute to write your thoughts and give us a review uh, really helps spread the word of the show. So it helps me by doing that. 
Uh, if you think that you're getting any value from the show, if you haven't given a review yet, I'd really appreciate if you took a couple seconds to do these reviews because they help share this with other people. The algorithm picks up on that shit. It starts looking at it more and uh, that helps. So thank you guys so much. Let me read this and then I'm going to jump into this episode here so we can talk about some cool stuff that's going on uh, to help creative. So I carumba. Okay, maybe I have already have, but even if I have, I love this podcast. I love how honest Dave is in sharing about the ins and outs and ups and downs of entrepreneurship and life and the very tangible takeaways and reflection points. Keep the solo cast coming in the new year. Those are a favorite. That's coming from Emily Aborn, who is a awesome, awesome human being and also a awesome, awesome entrepreneur. She is in charge of the She Built This podcast and the She Built This community, helping out a ton of women entrepreneurs around the New Hampshire and New England area. So if you haven't checked out her stuff, she is on this as a, a guest at some point. I also guested on her show and she has an awesome community. If you are a, a woman entrepreneur, or just an entrepreneur that wants to support women in business, which I am a super fan of. So hit her up, check out her stuff. Emily, thank you so much. I texted you tonight, but I just wanted to thank you on air here and give you a little love. So thank you. I will continue doing solo episodes because it's been... Uh, I don't know. It lets me dive deep into topics that I don't, I didn't really get to in the past. So this has been good. Speaking of that, all right, welcome to episode 142 of the show today of the Waking Up From Work podcast. Today is an episode that, like I was saying earlier, I have waited to do because I wanted to kind of research and, and gather more information enough that I felt even comfortable to talk about it because it's such a fast moving, complicated and muddy topic, honestly. So first of all, before I get going here, I just want to say I am not an expert on this. Also, what I'm saying, a lot of it is speculation of like what I, I think. And I feel like sometimes I have a good pulse on things, but I'm not always right. Uh, you can ask my my wife that or my friends and they'll tell you that. But uh, <laughs> But tonight I wanted to cover this topic because let me just say it. What is an NFT? So before we get into this a little bit, I want to say people who are already selling NFTs or buying NFTs or they're already like right on in it, you probably don't need this episode. This is just for people that don't know what this is and to encourage them to get involved with it in a way that makes them feel comfortable because I think it's a huge opportunity for creatives and we're really, really young here. So you're not by any means in any way, shape or form late to the party. It's really not even a party yet because I don't think everyone even knows what this is going to be used for, but I just know how prevalent it will be and, and how much of an opportunity it still is right now of things that are happening. So uh, for if you're like a NFT pro, you know way more than me. And actually, I'd love to hear from you. There's a lot of uh, content we're going to be sharing on here, interviewing people that are having projects in it. Don't worry, everyone who's just a normal creative and isn't getting involved with NFTs. This won't become a show focused on that. We're just focused on creative entrepreneurship and going after that. But this is something in our times that we're going to be covering a lot of developments on, just like we podcasted through all of the COVID transitions and interviewing entrepreneurs and musicians and creatives through those times. This is an important one. We got to keep a pulse on right here. So what is an NFT? Why am I doing this episode after they've been out and like really active for, for a good bit here? It is because I am still talking to 
tons and tons and tons of people that don't know what it is, or this is the one that really is the reason why I wanted to make this episode is a lot of people started the conversation. They wanted to know what it was and started asking a friend about it or looking it up or something like that. And what I'm noticing is people get hit with jargon. They get hit with the buzzwords or they get hit with these words that are, that are exclusive to what an NFT is, which I will get into. And I promise I'll give you an extremely lighthearted, bite-sized way to explain it. But people get into all the math of it and they get into all the science or the tech that a lot of people don't even understand, including myself. I'll be honest, all the way through this podcast episode, but I feel like I get it enough to explain at least to get the conversation going for you. But what's happened, and I literally have been in rooms when I watch it happen, it makes me cringe, is when someone says, what is an NFT? What the hell is that? I've seen that on social media or news. If you're still doing that, you know, whatever. Mainstream media news has actually been talking about it, which means that we're really on the way to putting it through here. So, but what happens is someone says, you know, a curiosity and they say, what is this thing? And someone goes, NFT, non-fungible token, blockchain, you know, uh, board ape yacht club. And they start saying like all of these specific people or specific collections or specific websites or the tech and everything like that. And it turns people right off and it doesn't talk about what is this thing, basic premise, and what does it mean to me and how can I use it as a creative? And that's been my biggest thing is like, I think that with anything, with investing, with business, with anything that you're working on and, and, and is important to you, it is good to learn about it, research it and understand the why and how it's working. However, you also don't need to know every single component of this and you don't have to get into all that bullshit to utilize this as a creative to make money. And so, yeah, so let's just get into it. Once again, not for people that are ultra NFT people, for people that are like, I don't know what it is and I would love for someone to explain it to me in not a total crypto bro dick way. This is what we're talking about. What is an NFT? NFT stands for non-fungible token. And before you're like, Dave, that's one of the words that I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to know any more about this. That sounds cryptic and no no pun intended there. Cryptic and uh, and and stupid and Star Wars or something like that. It is super nerdy shit. There's no doubt about it, which is probably why I flock to it and I am like really entertained by trying to understand it. But let's break it down a little bit of like what these terms mean because they mean fairly simple concepts. The first big premise of this is why does this even matter at all? And why can it be a big deal? Why is it a big deal? I think it is a big deal. One thing to know is that there's a lot of things in the market right now, just like anything that's early or something that we've just figured out and we're really excited about. We always do this with, you can watch any piece of history. This is just how humans are. There's a lot of bullshit in the market here that are NFTs that are most likely not going to stick around. There's a lot of projects that don't matter. There's a lot of stuff that people are slinging that they don't put a lot of effort or love in or care about. There's a lot of people out there like me that really don't know what they're doing. Like I'm going, I'm going to dabble with this stuff so I can learn for you guys and because it seems fun. But there's a lot of people uh, doing things that are not going to matter in NFTs. So it won't always matter. Not everything matters about it. But what does that mean? Non-fungible token. Let's start with non-fungible because it's a really interesting word that means something that it 
seems simpler, like a simpler way to call it. All non-fungible means is basically that it's a one-of-a-kind thing. It's not a, a replicated thing. It's not something that you would just trade for any of other of the things to be the thing. Like it actually matters as this one thing. That makes it collectible or it makes it interesting to us. So something that is fungible, let's say, for instance, the other day, I'm in New England. I just ordered a snow broom for my truck because I can't reach it with my normal brush. And I look like an idiot out there trying to clean off the top of my truck, right? When I order a snow broom from Amazon, I don't give a shit which of that. I see that picture and I know that's the product I'm getting. There's not a specific snow broom in this factory of snow brooms in the warehouse where I'm like, I want, you know, barcode CZ5544 snow broom. That's the exact snow broom that I want. And no one else can have the snow broom. I don't give a shit. I want the snow broom. I don't care which one of the warehouse is picked out and sent to me. I just want a snow broom. It doesn't matter to me which one it is. That is a fungible thing, right? There's nothing special to it. You can swap one for one and it doesn't matter. There's nothing interesting to it. Something that is non-fungible is, let's say you get uh, like, well, let's start going into collectibles. Something that's non-fungible. Let's say uh, I have a, a signed Slipknot poster that I got at Mayhem Fest by Sid Wilson. And I got it when he was in a wheelchair. There are other people that got those posters, but that was that was something that's pretty damn rare in his exact signature on that. I doubt even after doing that many signatures that every single one is actually completely identical. That's non-fungible. That is a poster that you can't get again. You can't get the exact same one at the same time in the same settings like that. That makes it a collectible. It makes it rare. It makes it something we all know in the physical world, what some of these things are that are non-fungible to us. Like, let's talk to my OG 90 kids right now. You know, you get like a Blastoise foil card. Well, that's pretty damn rare, but there are other ones, but maybe you get that and something special about it that makes it even more interesting or something like that's the the only one. I didn't get super into collecting those, but like that or like a, a Beanie Baby, a special one like that, you know, say they came out with a special Beanie Baby and then they made like six of them and each was a different color or something. So it was straight up, you fucking got that blue colored one and there's no other one like that ever created again. Like Beanie Babies would introduce scarcity. All of this is built off of scarcity and the way that people perceive scarcity. And so non-fungible is something that can't be replicated again, essentially something that is its own thing. That one thing is the only thing. You know, the Mona Lisa is non-fungible. That is the painting that was done. There's not another one like it. That's it. That's why that holds value to humankind. Because when you get a painting from someone, especially when they passed away, and you can never get that again, and there's no replicate out there, and that's the one, then that thing is really, really valuable to us. But if someone had done 15 different Mona Lisas, all the same, exactly, like, right? So you get like a printed poster of it. It doesn't mean shit to us because even though it's that art, it's not the one, okay? So that's non-fungible versus fungible. Non-fungible, one of a kind. Fungible is something that can be swapped out one for one. We hold no value in which one of the things that we get doesn't matter one for one, right? One US dollar to us, the next US dollar. It doesn't really matter to me when I'm taking that dollar to go spend it on something. However, if it was a special 
type where they only printed it for a certain amount of time and now they're starting to wither away or something. Now all of a sudden it starts becoming non-fungible. Okay. So we're on the same page for that. NFTs are very cool because they have now introduced digital scarcity. So the scarcity and all these physical products that I've been talking about, now digital scarcity has been introduced. And I'll talk about that in a second of, of how that's actually possible because you'll hear people be like, how is a JPEG worth $14 million? Which some of that is still ridiculous to me. So no, uh, <laughs> I, I totally get that, that sentiment, but token. So for people that don't do any cryptocurrency or they don't care about it or they don't focus on it, first of all, I'm not going to go crypto bro on you and go into all sorts of bullshit, but you do need to understand what the token piece of this means because it is relating to that. And so it does make sense of how this all works out together. So when something is tokenized, it means that it is living on a blockchain. What does blockchain mean, Dave, if I don't do crypto and I hate that terminology that I've never heard and it doesn't mean anything to me? So the easiest way that I can think of explaining this would be right now, you know, say you're going on to Amazon to buy that snow broom that I talked about and it's $6. And right now for you to use your money, you've always used a bank for a long time. They've always kept a ledger of transactions. The bank has done that for us, right? And then these banks are, are verified uh, in some way that shows that they, they are proof of these things happening. So I go to Amazon, I use my credit card for $6, or that's a bad example, not credit card, debit card, okay? Use my debit card for $6. It then goes to Bank of America or TD Bank or wherever the hell you use, doesn't matter. And it says, does Dave have $6, right? Say I just put in 100 the day before. And Bank of America showed that the 100 happened. And then when Amazon hits it, it says, does he have $6? And then Bank of America or TD or whatever is like, yeah, he has $6 because he put in 100 the other day, right? That's how it's always happened. We're all familiar with that. Living on the blockchain is changing that where it's saying, why do we need the banks to do this for us? What if we had this system that did it instead? It just didn't exist before. It's not that it wasn't a good idea before. It's just now we have the technology to run that. So the blockchain is a publicly shown ledger of transactions of account. And it's vetted by all of the computers that use this protocol in the world. They all look at that and say, did that thing happen? Yes or no. And the only way that this works for them is to actually verify those things. They're rewarded for it. So it keeps bad behavior away. So when you have something that is tokenized, say this NFT, because I'm not going to go into just crypto in general, we're talking about NFTs here. When it is tokenized, it is printed on that blockchain. So say instead of, say I didn't have the bank, say I was using a cryptocurrency, right? And someone wanted to pay me for, you know, audio recordings, which I do do that. I do take payment in crypto for audio recordings now. But say someone did want to pay for that and they wanted to pay 300 for a mix or for whatever it was. Like I'm just making up numbers. They wanted to pay something in that. Well, if I'm using something on the blockchain, now I'm not swiping a card or using something that talks to Bank of America or TD or whatever and looks at transactions. 
there's a public ledger that anyone can look at, essentially. And it shows that X amount went into my account at some point. And then I want to pay that transaction. You want to pay that to me? It says, did that happen? And then all of these computers hooked up to this protocol look at it and say, did it happen? Yes. That person had, you know, 400. They're able to give 300. And then that transaction is paid. And that's through these little smart contracts that happen without anyone doing anything. So now we don't need the TD bank of 20 people working and the backend stuff of whatever of all these people verifying these transactions. It's being verified on the blockchain. Okay. That's tokenized. It means that it is public can see the thing happened. So there's proof that it happened. And then when things are tokenized and they're put onto that, now the public can see that the thing happened and that you own it now. Okay. So NFT, non-fungible token, when we're talking about something that is uniquely its own thing as a digital thing. So like, let's take the JPEG example, but I'm going to give you a lot of examples of things that you could do because I know we have so many different creatives and business owners on the show. There's a million things that you can do with this technology and, and, and marketplace and new revenue source and everything like that. But let's talk about the JPEG slinging thing because it's like a, a funny thing. And it really is. It's fucking hilarious. It's pretty awesome to see. Honestly, I'm so happy to see. I don't know if this money will be these moves forever or what's going to go down. But seeing this money go into creatives, it's going to a lot of bad people too who are ripping people off. But it's going to a lot of creatives who are making money they haven't before. So I'm happy to see it regardless. But say, I want to buy this thing. I want to buy a picture of something. Well, before, say if I bought like a, a maybe a band sold a, uh, you know, their album art online as a JPEG, which they just wouldn't have done before, before this time. If they did it before and they sold it on like their band camp and I press, I want to buy this album art for $5 and they, they say, okay, you own that album art now they can show in their account that something happened, a transaction happened in Bandcamp. They can say, you own it now. They can send you like an email letter or like a written email and be like, Dave Swillam owns this album art. But at the end of the day, some of those things just don't hold water. We really want something that's concrete, especially if we're going to spend more than $5, spend a lot of money on something. We want something really concrete to show us that we are the owner, that that is worth the scarcity to us, that that's worth the collectible piece to it. So take this, let's say the opposite transaction, it happens as an NFT. I'm, I'm a band releasing a single. I want a chance to sell something else to a fan now that this stuff's out. And I sell the album artwork for my single and I say, this is an NFT. Why is it worth anything? Why is that different than the other example? Well, the reason being is because that is put on the blockchain when it's purchased so say I'm a super fan, you know, like let's say, I don't know, I use Slipknot earlier. I'm an OG Slipknot fan. Say Slipknot put out their album artwork, which would be way, probably way too much for me to buy. But say they did the album artwork for a new album. I've loved this band for like 15 years or more. And I just want to be the guy that's like, I own that album artwork when that comes out. If I say buy on that, it prints that to the blockchain. So that everyone in the world, no matter, say someone, you know, I put it as my cover for Facebook or like someone took it off the site and did a screen capture or something. Anyone could do that a million times. But at the end of the day, if I want to go in there and be like, I own that shit, I can say, look at this shit on the blockchain. And the, basically that's what the NFT is, is. It directs you in the protocol. It directs you to say, 
this is how this person fucking owns this thing. Facts, right? They own this. So that's how there is value in these things right now and why it's different from other times that we sold digital assets. Like let's take an MP3, for example. That is such a great example because you used to be on iTunes and you could buy an album. And when you bought the album, you know, this is for, for anyone who's just grown up in streaming times. First of all, fuck you. Cause you're super young <laughs> or I'm super old. I'm sorry. But, uh, for those times when you were buying MP3s, yeah, we used to have to buy MP3s off of iTunes and put them onto something. They didn't just pop up by searching. Uh, <laughs> so like when you did that and you bought an album of MP3s, yeah, you owned those MP3s but those were replicated or there's no like proof that you own, like they're, they're like copies. It's like you bought a CD and there are tons of CDs printed, but say a band sold their album as NFTs, so as an NFT to buy the actual wave file that they just took the wave file and they uploaded up as an MP3. And now you show proof of ownership that you own it. It's not like you own the rights to the song in most cases. Like I, I haven't seen a lot of that happening, but there's just something to the human element of being able to prove and show to the world over and over and over again. I own the single that came out. Say it's Slipknot single, whatever it is. I own that. I own that wave file when they release that. And then the expectation, I guess, for most people, especially the people who are shelling out money, is that 10 years in the future, 20 years in the future, 30 years in the future, I don't know what could possibly make the internet go away. I don't, I can't fathom that. I, maybe it could, but it's like the expectation is that they become the Mona Lisa's or they become the things that you look back and you're like, yeah, I still own that thing. How cool is it that I bought that back when they were doing this or back before this guy died or before whatever, or during the start of NFTs or whatever. This is why people are buying them. And this is why people are selling them. So that is what an NFT is, a non-fungible token. So I hope that that is... Okay, awesome. Dan Bauer, real quick. Dan Bauer says, good plain language explanation here, man. Thanks, Dan. You had comments that I saw on some other people's stuff where you explained it in a really clean way too. So I'm glad that that came across. But this episode, I wanted to do that to explain what this is to you so that that way you can decide whether you give a shit about it or not. You know, you don't have to. It's not something that every everything has to be a part of. I'm sure that this technology is going to be integrated in just about everything that we do. I'm really confident in what blockchain offers us and just a lot of things. There, and there's so many things that we cannot even understand what we are going to use them in because it's so early for all of this stuff, for NFT, for blockchain, for crypto, for everything. But that also means that there's a lot of stuff that's going to go away, a lot of stuff that's not going to be relevant, a lot of stuff that is going to lose. So I do encourage you, if you're coming into this place as a flipper or a collector or investor, I, I encourage it. There's definitely people that are going to win here, but just be careful and do your research and, and just know that it is an investment like anything. There's risk to all investment. There's risk to trying to get big rewards. That's not what I do personally. But if you're a creative or an artist looking to do this as a new revenue stream or just dabble in it to see what is going on out there, I do encourage you to try it. I will be working on an NFT project myself just to see how it plays out. I just firmly want to 
experiment and bring that information back to you guys and also use it as a tool to engage with this community more than I have in the past uh, with some new offerings that are tied to merch and stuff. There'll be cool stuff. I guess the the other thing I want to note before I go into some other information that I want to share with you past that would just be you can integrate in that purchase on the blockchain, these smart contract things that give rewards or they give things built into that contract for the purchase. And that's what I'm most excited about because think about this. This is something that I've heard is is being worked on. Say I'm an indie artist, which I talk about all the time. I'm a musician and I don't want to have a label, but I need to raise money to get, you know, a $3,000 music video done or a hundred bucks a day in Facebook marketing or whatever, all the stuff it takes money to make money and you want to be really successful with your album launch, but you don't have money yet. Well, the traditional model has always been a record label. You know, if you're a bigger band, you're trying to do those bigger budget things. A record label would take you, give you a, an advance. So they give you $15,000 or they give you whatever it is, right? Depends on how big the label is. They would give you this money in advance and say, go do all of these things. And then if you win, we're going to get X amount percentage of your streaming royalties, X amount percentage off your merch. Cause at this point they're doing 360 deals. If you don't know what that is. Look it up. But a, a lot of the record labels are doing them or most or all they're taking percentages, but say like your album flops, then until you get to that point in equity to pay it back with a certain point, then you owe that money. And that's really shitty because it sucks to just owe money on things like everything else, right? It sucks to owe banks things. It sucks to, you know, have a bunch of overhead and you'll indefinitely get those percentages taken out. So that's, that's a model that's been happening. Picture this using NF, NFTs. Say I'm an, uh, I want to raise money for this album and I want to raise money for a music video. Well, maybe I take the, like I said, the album artwork that I've already worked out, or maybe I've started shooting a music video or done a photo shoot, or I have demos of the music, or I have, you know, phone recordings of me writing it or like things like this, things that people have used traditionally to put added on content with their music. If I want to sell those as NFTs, but I say in the smart contract, if you buy this of the 15 NFTs for this album and you believe in me as an artist because you're my fan, if you buy one of these, you're going to get 5% of all streaming from this album. The smart contract will engage with giving that percent equity to the fan without the artist having to do anything. And no one can get involved and fuck with it because it's built into that blockchain. So it keeps everyone honest with what they owe each other because once again, it's a public ledger and it's showing what is happening and it's doing it automatically. So the real amazingly cool thing to me, at least as like a creator is being able to create different things that have scarcity that you're able to also blend with smart contracts that act on things to give more value and have your audience or your community directly invest in you without any other middlemen and bullshit in it. So like, obviously there are marketplaces, there are middlemen everywhere doing something. But the thought of being able to get like 15 close fans and be like, you pay a hundred dollars a piece. If you sell that out, that's 1500 bucks. That'll pay for like a decent music video or definitely, you know, a couple singles in studio or whatever it is that you're trying to do. And then have them directly rewarded for the success of it. 
picture them sharing things, you know, sharing your stuff on social, doing whatever they're doing things because they're invested in you and they love you as an artist. And they actually directly benefit when people engage with their efforts. That is amazing. That's what I'm excited about. That is the piece of NFTs that I'm really excited about is people in this podcasting community. There's a lot of you that like working with me on things or hitting me up and letting me know what you're up to. There are projects that I'm working on right now with a brand called Opt Out Standard. It's a clothing brand that I'm making for creative entrepreneurs to feel confident with going after their passion, something that they can wear to show that they're not dicking around with it and that they are confident in some of the the things that uh, congeal us together as creatives and entrepreneurs. Then I'm going to issue NFTs that have certain privileges or added bonus things to allow people in this community to engage and work and back and support me in new ways. There are people that are musicians, artists, graphic designers, photographers, you're a videographer, you know, uh, like I'm a musician, I'm releasing merch though, working with designers. And so you have all these different avenues depending on what creative you are. Say you're a woodworker. You're like, how the fuck do I do a digital asset of it? Maybe you do like, uh, I don't know, maybe like your early drawings of it, or maybe you do like a picture of like work or something like that, work in progress or whatever. There are so many ways that creatives can take these, sell them as an additional revenue, most likely coming from content they're already generating, and then bring that in and turn it as a pure investment in them with their audience. And that's something that's never been possible before. So that's why I'm really excited about these. A couple of things I want to throw out there. Uh, a site that I'm checking out, sound.xyz. I haven't released any music on, but for musicians out there, it's a place where you can like release a song and the first 25 people to comment on it, basically each comment is like your spot in line of when you've hit the song is an NFT on that, right? So that's something that's working. That's in the works right now. I haven't messed with that all. So check that out. I've just been checking it out the other day. And if you want to get any basic to it, like the eBay, they're calling it this, the eBay of NFTs is called OpenSea. And you can see Simon Sea Monster on our uh, podcast that we interviewed. He's uh, a great graphic designer from here in Maine. He has an NFT project where he's got like a lot of these little monsters and stuff like that. They're very different out there. There's a lot of ones that are, are drastically different right now. So people are seeing value in different types of things. But go check out OpenSea. I'll put that in the comments below. That's like the most common marketplace right now. And just take a look, see what's going on. Check out sound.xyz if you're a musician, see what people are doing, you know, uh, rareables. There's just like a lot out there. There are a lot built on other cryptocurrencies other than the main one at the moment is Ethereum. And I'll be interested to look back at this episode from the future and see what I think about this information in the future when. Who knows what this actually meant at this time, but just go get your feet wet if you're interested in this stuff. And I really encourage you just to see what's going on. Just be careful, stay educated. Don't do things just off of hype. Do things that you care about or that make sense to you. Offer things that you think show value or are interesting and put your efforts into it. But that is what an NFT is. That is why I'm excited about it for creatives. And this is what digital scarcity coming into play is with smart 
publicly shown contracts that can be acted on to bring fans investing in creators direct with less middlemen. I'm really fucking excited about it. And uh, yeah, excited for 2022 guys and this opt-out standard clothing brand that I'm going to be coming out with to interact with you. I'm going to work with a ton of artists out there to make different drops of this clothing as I go. So if you're an artist, hit me up. I'm going to be checking out different art all the time and working with that to keep making these things that also spit out NFTs that have different engagement in our community here too. And I'll let you know how that goes. That might flop. That might mean nothing. Or maybe a bunch of you will buy them and support me in my build of a creative space up here in Maine and also get some really cool extra events and add-ons and equity or, or interesting things in my projects as well. So thank you guys for listening to the Waking Up From Work podcast. I appreciate you. I hope that 22 started off really well. You have some amazing goals that you want to hit for the year and you're not thinking too small and uh, go create some awesome NFTs or some awesome shit, make some money and uh, get out there, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Cheers. Cheers.